0: So good, so good. Well, big warm welcome if you're new, visiting our church today for the first time. We're just so glad you're here, so glad you could make it. And I'm sure you are, like me, blessed by that. And how good is it just to see that true story told that way, which is so cool. We've done it so many different ways and I just love the creativity, um, just coming up with new ways to do that. So the 90s vibe was strong in uh, in in our animated Bible story today. So, there you go. Well, we've got a, a, a gift for everyone today as you leave. There should be a, an ornament. looks like this um, in the lobby for you. So we'd love for you to grab one of those so you could put it on your tree. And uh, just a reminder about next week, Christmas Eve at Colonial Church is going to be insane and uh, insane in the best type of way. So 9 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 3 p.m. So, we're just going to be having church all day. And um, I'm just going to stand right here and I'm just going to preach all day. And so, we'll just, we'll just see what happens. So, it's going to be great. Bring your friends and, um, and let's believe to have an amazing Christmas together in Jesus' name. Sound good? Online, we're grateful for you as well. Glad that you're joining us. Um, wanted also to let you know that me and my beautiful wife are celebrating 17 years today. And the kids, and I forgot the kids again. We're celebrating the kids and the kids. If you're still in here, you can go back to Colonial Kids. (laughs) There was one thing that I had to do when I first got up here and I didn't do it. So kids, if you can go back, that would be great. (laughs) Love you so much. You're awesome. Parents can walk them back, apparently. Just see Jill. She'll give you all the information (laughs) that you need big thank you as well to our parking team. You guys are awesome. I don't know if they're in here or not. Just uh, lots of challenges today, but it's just so good. I tell you what, just blesses me so much to see that parking lot full of cars and people coming to be in God's presence. And so good stuff. All right, Luke chapter 2. We're going to read from the Word today like we do every single week. In Luke chapter 2, we're going to be in the same passage we were in last week. Um, This is a story about an angel visiting some shepherds in a field. We pick it up here in verse 8. In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. That was our verse last week, talking about the joy that comes with knowing Jesus and having Jesus in your life means that He will cause great joy. It says in verse 11, "'For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger.'" And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, this is our verse today, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, everybody say peace, Peace. among those with whom he is pleased. I want to preach a message today. This is the title, Are You Peaceful? Are you peaceful? Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for your word today. And Father, we thank you that these aren't pages in a book. Lord, they're words that are meant to pierce our hearts. And so Father, I just ask right now in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you minister these words into our hearts today? Would you help us to see you clearly today? Would you show us something new today? And Father, we thank you for all those incredible kids, Lord, and all the kids that are in Colonial Kids today. Father, we thank you And we ask that you would bless the next generation, bless their hearts, give them revelation, Lord. Give them an understanding, a deep sense of your peace and your joy this time of year. But always, Lord, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Are you a peaceful person? I wonder today if you're a peaceful person. Last week I preached a message called, Are You Happy? And I started the message by saying, are you a happy person? Are you happy? But I wonder today, are you peaceful? What's your default? Do you exist, reside, operate from a place of peace? Or are you a bit of a hot mess? (laughs) Is chaos maybe more predominant than peace? In your life? What's the consistent theme? What's the steady companion? Is it peace or is it chaos? We live in a world full of chaos. And I don't know if you picked up on this yet, but the Christmas story is really a story of those two things it's peace and it's chaos. And something happens when peace arrives in the chaos. God does something to the world, but listen to me, friend, He also wants to do that for you. Are you peaceful? I mean, the world is seemingly more chaotic than it's ever been. Population growth, sped up daily lives, there's more and more to do, more and more things on our proverbial plate, technologies pressing in from all sides, apparently supposed to help us, make us more efficient, but seemingly makes everything more complex and chaotic. Seems like in this busy, busy world, chaos can reign supreme. But it doesn't have to be, even though it can be. But the Bible, just like when I, last week we talked about the Bible's references to joy, the Bible talks a lot about peace. It talks a lot about the peace that wants to come into our lives and how God wants to usher that peace in today. So if you walked into church today, maybe feeling a little bit chaotic, maybe feeling like a little bit of a hot mess, maybe feeling like, man, I don't have it all together and I'm not sure I can be here today. Can I just encourage you, it's a good thing you're here today because God wants to give you peace today. And all through the Bible, we see across both Testaments, this word peace spoken about time and time and time again. Almost 400 times in the ESV is that word peace in the Bible. It's strewn all across the different parts of the Scriptures. It's a key theme. And a key theme of this time of year is peace. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. When you think about the Bible, if you just go up to 30,000 feet, the Bible is really a story of peace. Beginning at the start and then ending with Jesus and all in the middle, you see peace coming to the world. But biblical peace, we have to understand where it comes from. Because we could say, yeah, I'd like a little bit of peace. There are times in my life when the kids are going crazy, I'm just like, man, I just need a little bit of peace. (laughs) But that's not exactly what the Bible's talking about when it comes to peace. It's deeper than that. It's greater than that. It has a greater impact when we understand it and we get a revelation of it. Peace is always associated with God and His nature and His character. I like to think of it this way. God is peace and He offers peace. If God was to stand right in front of you right now, you would see that God is peace. You would see His shalom, but then He would actually want to give you His peace as well. This is, this is the true understanding of what peace is. God is peace and offers peace. And this is why we know that is because God is a God of order. And what accompanies order is peace, not chaos. And when there is an order to things, there is naturally a peace that follows it. As a father, I know this, that, that I can walk into a room with my kids and I can realize pretty quickly that, that there needs to be a little bit of order here. But what I find when I usher in that order, as only a dad sometimes can do, what I find is what comes along with that order is peace. Peace comes in when God comes in. Peace in daily life, rest from enemies. When war is mentioned in the Bible, calm in the midst of daily life and difficult circumstances. But the gospel is also all about peace. The gospel itself is called a gospel of peace. Jesus said it this way in John 14 and verse 27. He said, peace, look at this, I leave with you. My peace I give you. God is peace and he wants to give you peace. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So why is this important this time of year? Point number one, is this. God brings peace to chaos. This is a fundamental truth about God. And maybe you didn't know this, but that's actually what God does. He did it in the very beginning. At the very beginning of the Bible, this is what we see. We see literally in the story of creation, Genesis 1.1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. It was chaos. There was no form. It was dark. It probably wasn't that great. But what did God do? Verse three, and God said, let there be light. He, he created order and he brought in peace. God brings peace to chaos God wants to bring peace to your chaos. He wants to give you peace today. And sometimes what I've found is that some people don't believe that. People think God's going to be God. I've got to be me. And I don't know if anything's going to change. But when we understand the scriptures and we grab a hold of those things for ourselves, we can actually take part in what God wants to do in our lives. God is peace, but God also gives Peace. There's many different scriptures I could show you that, that, that proves it, but let me show you one, Haggai 2 and verse 2, "...the latter glory of this house shall be greater than the former," says the Lord of hosts. "...and in this place," look at this, "...I will give peace." God is a peace. The Bible says that He wants to give peace, He wants to publish peace. God is peace. But number two, we've got to understand today, and this is the key in our Christmas story this time of year, is Jesus is our peace. Yeah. So God is a God of peace. He wants to give peace, but he's actually done that through his son Jesus, and Jesus is our peace. What the angel was declaring that night in the field, with the angels, uh, sorry, with the the shepherds there in the midst of it, that he was declaring the coming of peace, that on earth that, that people would for the very first time experience the actual peace of heaven in a permanent way, that God would through his son actually give peace to the world and to anyone that would have it. Peace on earth and goodwill to men, this is why it's important that we stop and we pause this time of year and we celebrate Christmas. This is why we've got to stop. And can I just encourage you uh, on Christmas Day? Just stop and just just take a moment with your kids, with your loved ones, and stop and to remember this is actually what this is about. Because if we're not careful in a world, what does the world do? World brings chaos back into our lives. That's why we're not careful. We're not careful. We'll just keep shopping. We'll just keep clicking one buy, one click buy on Amazon. But God wants to do something greater, I believe, this time of year. He wants to usher peace into our hearts because Jesus is our peace. Do you recognize that your peace has come? In the Bible, in the Old Testament, peace was synonymous with rest. It was at the same time as understanding Peace, like we understand it, we think peace is more on a feelings basis. But in the Old Testament, it was all about safety. So God would create safety for his people and that would be peace for them. And that would mean that they would have rest. And it's the same for us today. Sometimes we can take this stuff just to a surface level, but God wants to do something so much greater than that. When you know that Jesus is your peace, the search is over for safety, for protection, For eternal comfort, come on somebody. This is Jesus. Jesus is our peace. Do you recognize that peace has come to your doorstep today? Not the doorstep of your physical home, the doorstep of your heart and your spiritual life. Do you recognize your need of Jesus? That your need of this peace? And have you invited Him into your life? You can experience Eternal peace today. People think they need to wait until the end of their lives to experience that, but that's not true. That's a life from the pit of hell. You can experience eternal peace right now in your daily life. This is what the Bible says about peace. I want, to, I want you to write this down if you have a pen. Not the absence of trouble, but rather the presence of Jesus. That's biblical peace. It's not the absence of trouble, but rather the presence of Jesus. Whether times are good, Whether there's a storm in the bay, whether there's a challenge going on, it's not a matter of that. The question is, where is Jesus? Because if I can locate Jesus in my life, then I will have the peace I need to get through whatever it is that I'm going through. I want to encourage you today, if you're looking for peace in the sense that everything is completely calm, everything is completely okay, the bank account's got plenty of money in it, I've got no problems relationally, my wife is, can I just encourage you? You're looking for the wrong thing. In the midst of the chaos is Jesus there. That's biblical peace. It's not the absence of trouble, but rather the presence of Jesus. The disciples got The picture of this in the boat. And we can have a picture of this in our daily lives. No matter what you're facing today, Jesus can show up in your life and give you the peace that you need. What a promise. What a a reality. What an eternal, significant thing. But what have we got to do? We've got to focus on God. We've got to focus on Him to get the peace we need. When you focus on your problems, it's amazing how your problems get bigger But it's amazing then when you shift your perspective to God, how small your problems become. That's perspective. That's eternal perspective. And that's peace. It doesn't matter how bad things get. I can still have peace because I have Jesus. But then we have to set our minds to stay on Him. I love sailing and I've learned to sail over my life. It's one of my favorite things to do actually is to sail and just feel the boat get picked up by the wind. And there's different sails on a sailboat. There's the mainsail. There's the jib or the genoa, which is the big one at the front. There's a spinnaker, which you put out in light winds. And there's other sails depending on the boat. But there's different sails that get set on different parts of the boat. And it's all based on the rigging of the boat. There's the mast in the middle. And there's all these rigging lines that go up to the top of the mast. And they keep the mast there. But a good sailor knows that it doesn't matter how bad the wind gets or how close to the wind you're trying to sail, you can always pretty much put up what's called a stay sail, which is this small triangular sail that sets just in front of the mast. That's not even a really big sail, but it doesn't matter how windy it is, you can sail that sail. You can put that sail up. But this is why it's important. It's called a stay sail because you can leave it up. It can stay there. And as I was thinking about that, I was reminded of a verse in Isaiah. It says this about peace. It says, you keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. Whose mind, this is a word for someone today, whose stayed? who is stayed on you, whose mind is permanently fixed on him. And it says that he will keep you in perfect Peace. Whoever it is today, can I just encourage you that you can go through whatever winds, you can go through whatever struggles, you can go through whatever storms come in life if your mind and your focus is stayed on Jesus. If you keep your focus on Him, you will continue to go in the path that God has for you. It doesn't matter how close you need to sail to the wind. It doesn't matter how much wind there is. You can keep going if you stayed on Him. You keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because He trusts in you. Sometimes we've got to self-regulate our emotions and our feelings. Sometimes we've got to recognize that the enemy is trying to attack us and steal our peace. But can I just encourage you? God's given you the ability to overcome. You don't have to be overwhelmed. And He doesn't have to take your peace as long as you're fixed. On Jesus. Romans 8 and verse 6 says, for, the set, for, for to set the mind on the flesh is death. But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. My prayer this time of year is that we would invite the Holy Spirit to come and help us set our minds on Jesus in a whole new way. You might have been a Jesus follower for a long time. But my prayer for you this Christmas time is you'll set your eyes on Him in a brand new way. And no matter where you're called to go, no matter what port you're called to reach, that no matter what you go through, you will have the peace of God. So it's not a question of, am I peaceful? If I have Jesus, He's my peace. Amen. Would you stand with me? Maybe you're here today and you're like, actually, this message is for me because I've felt a lacking of peace. I've felt a need for peace. Maybe you're in here today and the reality is you're suffering from anxiety. You're suffering from depression. You're, maybe you're caught up in a downward spiral and you need prayer. Can I just encourage you? Jesus is your peace. You set your eyes on him. You stay your mind on Him and you ask the Holy Spirit to come in, and you know what'll happen? It'll be like you're on cruise control because He comes in. It's His power, it's His ability, it's His strength, it's His anointing. And He wants to usher that into your life today. So, would you bow your heads? Holy Spirit, would you begin to work? We thank you that you're already doing that. We thank you that you're already here. But if you're suffering from a lack of peace, if Hey, if you're even struggling from a lack of sleep, I also want you to respond in this moment. This is why we sing, sleep in heavenly peace. Because God promises sleep to His beloved. God wants to give you sleep. God wants to give you rest. He wants to give you peace. So if that's you, would you boldly just lift up your hand in this place You say, I need some peace. I need peace in my life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God, I just pray right now. Father, I just thank you that you're moving and you're working in people's lives right now and people are responding to you and people are coming to you and people are recognising you and people are seeing you. So God, I just pray that you would just usher in your peace, uh, usher in your perfect peace through Jesus and the presence of the Lord in this moment. Father, I thank you that, you go, that you're that you the answer to an anxious soul. Father, I thank you that you're the cure for depression. Father, I thank you that it's Jesus who is the one that we need to fix our eyes so that we can see the perspective to get through the thing that's holding us back. Father, I thank you that you've given us the power to overcome sin. Father, I thank you that you've given us the perspective we need. Father, I thank you that you've given us everything we need to accomplish. That is what you have for us, Lord. Thank you that you are our peace.